Radio, and today we have a special episode for you. This is an insider episode, a new segment from uh, Derek and myself, where we will actually give you a little bit inside look into uh, what we're what we're about, uh, what we're doing, uh, what we're thinking, or various topics. But uh, before we begin, I have with me today Derek Lewandowski. Hey. So that's a little bit weird because you've always introduced <laughs> the episode. I wasn't sure what to say. Like <laughs> now I, you know. How. <laughs> but you have how you you say howdy. I say know? howdy. It's become my thing. Hey, okay. Let me let me uh, let me do it New York style. Yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that is something. I'm not sure what that was, but that's, that was that's sort something. of rocky. You what's up, Adrian? <laughs> sort of rocky, New York Bronx. Well, welcome to a podcast that's made in New York. There you go. Made in New York. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm hosting today, so I hope I didn't jar you or anything like that, our, our beloved listener. Uh, but we're, we're going to look at something a little different today. Uh, we actually want to talk about some books. We, we are readers. Uh, we know how to read. Uh, we enjoy reading. Sometimes if you look at, uh, I don't have a nightstand, but if I did, uh, you would see a stack probably about seven or eight books deep um, because I have this problem where I begin books but don't finish them. Uh, so it was actually kind of a challenge to think of like, what am I actually reading right now? But uh, I'll start by posing the question to you, Derek. Uh, what are you currently reading or what have you read recently that has stood out to you? Okay, well, let me just say this about my reading habits, probably similar to you. Uh, even though I, I really, I don't know, maybe it's my OCD, but I, I really feel compelled to finish my, the books I start. Like, I'm, I'm going to finish this book. You know, like it may I, take 10 years. I, yeah, no, no, I mean, no joking <laughs> in that. So um, some of these I've been reading for a while, some more recently. Um, and, and I kind of see reading like uh, t- two things about reading. Number one, it's a... It's a difficult pleasure, mm-hmm. right? It, it requires some discipline, um, and it's not as easy as you know opening up my phone and looking at my Instagram feed, which yeah. that's an easy pleasure, or turning on the TV. Reading is a difficult pleasure, so um, yeah, I, I I like that, and I and I know that about reading. So I want to encourage you to break through the thing that doesn't want to read. Uh, it, you specifically, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. Just, to our listeners, just break through that, that, that thing that is keeping you from being a reader. And even if it's just a little bit, like for me, one of my habits is um, I read every night before I go to bed. Yeah. Even if it's a page. I just want the habit of reading in my life. Um, and so that's, there's a, a sacred spot for it in my life right before mm-hmm. I go to bed. And, um, you know, so that, that's my habit. And also just the idea that... Uh, uh, maybe you heard this before, but leaders are readers, and I think it's true. You know, you, you ever hear somebody referred to as "boy, they're well read." Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means their perspective is deepened and widened by the material that they've read, whether it's cultural or theological, and, and that that's good. That sh- that really does shape your mind. It equips you to speak well and to interact well with people um, as a leader. So 
all that to say, what am I reading right now? Um, uh, off the top of my head, right before we started this uh, this episode, um, here's some books I'm reading. I'm ac- I've actually, for years, I wanted to read Hitler's biography. Hmm. Um, I actually can't remember who the John is. It John Sanford? Maybe it's John Sanford. Um, I mean, this thing's a beast. It's like yeah. literally like fourteen, fifteen hundred pages. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I'm on like page six hundred and something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been working through that. Uh, been reading the Last Battle with my family. Okay. Uh, been reading Prayer by Tim Keller mm-hmm. with uh, with our prayer group. Uh, been uh, reading, even though we, we got to get back to it. Been been reading the Giant Killer put out by Lamplighter Ministries. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with my son Reese. Which is a nice. It's an old book, uh, mm-hmm. and it's about um, you know the, sort of the, some of the temptations kids have uh, in their hearts to, you know, that they give into. And it's really good, uh, kind of a, a a book to help like shepherd your kid's heart. And then just on my own, uh, periodically I read the Grieving Sisters by Tim Keller. Okay, um, I have that on my uh, on my phone. Um, I gotta say though, I mean, the Hitler's biography has been pretty riveting. Yeah. Uh, it, it's amazing to see the events that transpired that shaped our world, but it's also a good case study on the nature of sin. Mm. You know, um, a lot of times people object to the idea of election and providence and sovereignty because they're like, well, we have free will, don't we? And, you know, why, why would God... And, and what Hitler's biography reminds us is that if you give ultimate freedom to a person, it actually results in millions and millions and millions of death, mm-hmm. of deaths. Um, for whatever reason, during that time, God, in his sovereign plan, uh, did not restrain the evil in Hitler's heart. And it's fascinating to see what, what grows out of that yeah. man and that nation and that Nazi party uh, in Germany. And um, and just what a baby he was. like. Mm. Last night I was reading about how uh, uh, he received a he, – he was being read a letter by um, Schmidt was the guy's name who was sent from Chamberlain, the prime minister of England, to go read a letter to Hitler that basically Czechoslovakia uh, and England and France will not accept your terms to basically give you uh, – I don't know how it's pronounced, a Sudetenland, mm-hmm. uh, where all these foreign Germans lived in Czechoslovakia. They will not give that to you. Um, they will not comply with your unreasonable request. Yeah. And I mean, Hitler threw a t- throwing himself, you know, yelling and screaming and stomping and sulking. And it's just like, <laughs> this kid's a, this guy's a baby. He's just, yeah. a, he's just a freaking baby who, you know, obviously never found Christ. I mean, people claim, you know, uh, opponents of the Christian faith say, well, he, he was influenced by Christianity. No, he wasn't. He hated Christianity. <laughs> um, he used it. Whenever it advanced his political agenda, yeah. but he hated, he hated the gospel and he hated the writings of the apostles and and the Christian faith. And um, I mean, this guy, this guy was just a, um, he was an idealist, uh, you know, a, a fascist, a, and a sinner. Yeah. And um, so it's it's been, anyway, it's been fascinating to read that and all the little things that went into that and to see how the world, boy, the, how the world plunged into tragedy hmm. and and you know how that all happened and it, and it really did happen with the ideologies of one man who who at one point was a vagrant drifter mm-hmm. preaching his 
psychotic, anti-Semitic ideologies in like bars and pubs in uh, in Austria, <laughs> like, and how that like you play that out years later, and just through all that happened, and and uh, you know this guy's leading one of the most evil empires in the world. Um, so it's fascinating for yeah. me to read that, and you know even though it's a not a Christian book, it's very Christian, right? Because I'm able to see you know, the sin nature on display through this wicked man. I think that's one of the great things about biographies is just you're able to see uh, real-life examples of either someone who is a believer and how the gospel has changed their lives or someone who's an unbeliever who um, obviously sin reigned and and the evidence of what the fall does in a person. Mm. Uh, so likewise, I've I've enjoyed some, some biographies and, and being able to see that. Is there a book that you find yourself constantly recommending to people? Yeah, probably because it came, well, two, two books come to mind. Uh, both of these books came to me in crucial seasons my, of my life, and they shaped me and my theological understanding of the gospel uh, and, um, and my doctrinal distinctives. Um, so the first book I, I recommend a lot is Living the Cross-Centered Life by C.J. Mahaney. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really great, simple, small book, um, just about how to apply the gospel in a way that it shapes every day of your life, where it's practical, where the gospel really comes to bear uh, on every on the everyday, um, and and what the alternative is to that. You know, C.J. Mahaney talks about you know if you're not living uh, a cross-centered life and basing your righteousness. Your acceptance, your um, your reality on the cross. Then the only alternative is subjectivism, legalism, and condemnation. Mm-hmm. You know that if you don't base your life on on truth, which is what the gospel is, then you're left with the whims of the soul, and that's subjectivism. You're up, you're down. God loves me. God doesn't love me. I feel good. I feel bad. My life's going well. My life's not going well. You know, it's just always given to the, you know, the, I don't know, the, the childish reactions of your soul toward mm-hmm. your circumstances. And so living the cross-centered life really talks about how to, how to bring truth, how to live by faith, how to bring the truth to bear on the everyday uh, so that you're not walking in subjectivism or condemnation. I, you know, constantly fall short and, and um, which really condemnation to me, is just a symptom of being a legalist, which was the third thing he points out in that book. Um, to me, condemnation is just a subset of legalism because yeah. if you're a legalist, if you're basing your righteousness on your performance, uh, you're always either going to feel condemned or self-righteous, one or the other. It's just a symptom of legalism. Um, so anyway, I, I, I recommend that book. And then um, the other book I recommend is um, uh, George Whitfield mm-hmm. by Arnold Dallimore. And I think the subtitle is... Uh, is it the life and times of the 18th century revival? Uh, something like that. But it, it references the 18th century revival. And really it's a book about the 18th century revival, what has been called the Great Awakening in America, uh, and the parallel revival in England and Scotland mm-hmm. that were marked by the Wesley brothers and um, George Whitfield. You know, Jonathan Edwards is mentioned in there. Uh, different historical figures like Benjamin Franklin and you know his his relationship with Whitfield. And uh, first of all, I love biographies and, and I love that biography and I love that story. But also, 
uh, Dallimore really does a nice job taking you on Whitfield's theological journey from basically being uh, one of the Oxford uh, group that were they knew nothing of salvation by grace through faith. They were legalists and being converted after that experience and becoming you know, one of the great heralds of the gospel in the 18th century revival and in America in the Great Awakening. I mean, unbelievable book of Acts mm-hmm. impact that I don't even think we have a box for it today. I don't think people understand mm-hmm. how powerfully and extensively God used Whitfield and Wesley. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the book lays that out, uh, and it's fascinating to watch how – it wasn't just revival, it was reformation of society itself. Like, can you imagine a gospel revival that is so powerful that it actually reshapes government and mm. culture? And that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, really powerful. So I, I, those two books, I, I always, depending on the person's, like, reading. What they're looking for. Aptitude. Like, if somebody, like, really loves books, <clears throat> the Whitfield book is something I recommend. But if they're intimidated by longer books books gets two volumes yeah um i probably wouldn't recommend that as much as the the cross-centered life cool yeah so uh (laughs) i i like to read as well and uh yeah sometimes it is very labor intensive uh for me i i often find myself uh reading in multiple categories at one time so i had planned during the covid shutdown stuff to get a lot accomplished reading wise and i just didn't get nearly as much as i intended but i also found myself reading much more fiction (laughs) which was not the plan but i just found myself i can breeze through a fiction book in just a couple days just the nature of it but um yeah so uh right now i find myself uh reading (laughs) mostly as far as like theology is concerned i'm reading some books that are part of our elder program here at grace life i'm an elder in process and so i'm reading uh, wrapping up Alexander Strzok's book on eldership as well. I just picked up a, a copy of Wayne Grudem's uh, Bible Doctrines book. I already had his Systematic Theology book, but we use the Bible Doctrines one, so I picked up a, a used copy of that pretty good on Amazon, a little book distributor that's out there. And then uh, as well, uh, I did read a timely book, a short book, so if you're looking for something that you can read quickly, um, How Can I Love Church Members with Different politics mm. or differing differing politics mm. uh put out by nine marks um i think jonathan lehman was one of the contributing authors to that um great book probably four chapters long i think mm. just a little, little book um definitely encourage you to read that uh and then one of the books i picked up but i haven't read yet is by a guy named matthew ferris called if one uses it lawfully and it just looks at the law uh and its use um Came highly recommended from a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Tom McCardle. And uh, I, I see this guy on Twitter a lot and now follow him on Twitter. He's got some great gospel-centered tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked it up. Haven't gotten to it yet, but I do plan on it um, as well. I've, I only have recently really started reading biographies. Um, I, I did for a little while. I was, I was really into like some political biographies for a little while, Um just the nature of my job at that time, I was also helping to research and write a program on church history for a a TV program. And so I was reading a ton of biographies at that time. I haven't read any in between. And then during the COVID thing, I was like, I want to read a couple of biographies. So I picked up, uh, one was the CEO, former CEO of Disney. One was a computer engineer guy that helped start Pixar. 
Uh, so mainly looking at the computer side of it, um, but it was pretty intriguing. Uh, so I read through those, both pretty cool. Um, if I was to suggest a book to somebody, my probably depending on the age range, my most suggested book has probably been "Just Do Something" by Kevin DeYoung. Uh, it's one of those books that was very influential in my life, uh, coming from a background of not really having a great understanding of God's will. So definitely for like people coming out of high school or people in college or people just coming out of college, I would highly recommend Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. Great book about figuring out what the will of God is. And spoiler alert, he's not going to tell you uh, some mysterious plan that's ahead of you. So uh, in fact, that's the nature of God's will. So yeah, you're not going to find out exactly what you're supposed to become when you grow up. Yeah, It's part of your Christian journey. Yeah, and I, I think it's obvious when you hear what you're reading and what I'm reading that there's a certain theological yeah. persuasion that's important to us. And again, don't be a thoughtless consumer. Um, there's a lot of trash out there. Yeah. Um, and, and just a, a lot of books that don't have, you know, Paul talks about in First Corinthians sounding a clear trumpet note. And some books don't do that. So there's, a, there's a lot of books that I would say they're moralistic uh, the books terminate on you finally getting it right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's it, really no different than sort of the self-help section of, you know, uh, Barnes & Noble or Borders bookstores. Um, Borders so doesn't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. They're gone. Okay. Sadly. That was, a, that was a sad day in my life. Okay, then, then, uh, then the books that you, you get at Blockbuster. You had to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> the books you get at Blockbuster video. <laughs> um, no, so um, I have come to trust... <laughs> certain authors and certain authors from a certain theological persuasion. And, um, you know, I'd encourage you to do the same, you know, and I, I think, I think some of that for me obviously comes down to the reformed, historic reformed authors or, um, you know, gospel centered authors, um, you know, kind of the young restless and reformed, uh, authors that are out oh, there now. I just read the book. <laughs> Thanks for jogging my memory. I, the uh, Colin during, Hansen book? Yeah, during COVID, okay. I read the Colin Hansen, The Young, Restless, oh, and there Reformed. There you go, okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure Find that, good books. Find good books, you know, gospel-centered yeah. books that, that will build you up in faith in Christ. And, um, and uh, you know, it, it, it sometimes it takes some work and recommendations, yeah. uh, in order to find that that group. But I encourage you to do that. We only have a limited amount of time to read. Let's make sure we're reading yeah. good stuff. All right. Well, uh, that about does it for this ep- insider episode. This unique episode that is new to you, new to us. We just came up with the idea about I don't know, twenty minutes ago. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you are looking for book recommendations, always uh, consider reaching out to us. You can find us on Twitter at Caleb Berg at Derek Levandusky. Um, same on Facebook and, and Instagram and all that stuff. Um, as well, you can always reach out to us via uh, the messaging uh, link that is in each episode's show notes. And we'd be glad to get back to you with with recommendations on books. Uh, We've always got a few that we can send your way. Uh, But that does it for this episode. And as always, Jesus is enough. Yes, you are the pearl that I've been searching for.